The Canberra woman acknowledges the traditional custodians of the ACT, the Ngunnawal people. We acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of this city and this region. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. The Canberra Women, the podcast that dives into the lives of a diverse range of Canberra women. Stories of resilience, entrepreneurship, self-discovery, family life and being a boss businesswoman. Learn, connect, be inspired and be encouraged. Hey, I'm Maddie Green, training journalist and filmmaker and proud owner of Maddie Green Photo and Film. I'm so excited to be working with the Canberra woman as we explore and dive a little deeper into our guest stories. On today's show, a woman who pushes the limits of fear and growth in both her personal life and her sporting career. Let's dive into it. Three-time BMX world champion, five-time mountain bike world champion and dual Olympian athlete. Caroline Buchanan is one of Australia's most popular female action sport athletes. Caroline rules the BMX race course, excels in downhill mountain biking, dominates the dual slalom and loves the pump track. But Caroline is more than just a cyclist. She's a pro athlete, businesswoman, social media talent, mentor and proud advocate for women in sports. Welcome to the show, Caroline Buchanan. Thank you for having me. I am a proud Canberra girl that has bloomed my career from the roots here. And you are back for a little bit of time. What do you love about Canberra? I am. So this year, now that travelling's back open, all the competitions are back on again in the world, I've spent roughly six months away from the hometown already. I'm about to take off on another trip to New Zealand, to Chile, so more mountain bike events, world titles. Uh, What I love about Canberra, it's a really great platform to basically excel. So for me, I had all the grassroots opportunities through the ACT Academy of Sport, right through to the AIS here in Canberra. And that network was in front of me and I just grabbed a hold of it at really nine years old when I said to my dad, hey, dad, like I'm obsessed with training. I want to be surrounded by the best in the business. And he's like, who is this little nine-year-old girl that wants to go to a gym? They're like, gyms don't even allow girls to train at this age. So he got me a PT quite young and that was the evolution of getting into ACTAS and getting into the AIS state, national, world, Olympic, and here we are today. And already I am amazed. I'm so excited to dive way deeper into how everything started and how you got to who you are today. But first, drink of choice, tradition, the Canberra woman, what is in front of you? I don't know. Are you happy to be drinking or are you reluctant to be drinking? I am. Well, to be honest, I'm a retired Olympian, if we want to put it like that. Um, I'm still full-time mountain bike career, but I do love myself a mojito. (laughs) It's got your sparkling water. It's got your bit of mint in there, but also a nice little bit of liqueur. And I've got a classic ginger beer, so we're, you know, we're pumped, we're ready and we are excited. So let's get into it. So Caroline, I want to take you back to 2018. What was that year like for you? 2018 was probably one of the hardest years of my life. I would say it was when I really lost my identity. I'd been this professional athlete my entire career and what made me lose that identity was I had a major off-road vehicle accident in New Year's Eve of 2017. Very lucky to still be here today. Um, An off-road vehicle rolled over down a fire road and I unfortunately went underneath it. So double punctured my and collapsed both my lungs, punctured my heart wall lining, broke my stern and broke my nose. Uh, Ended up in ICU and the result of all of this was basically two years off my bike and me questioning, would I ever ride again? What am I going to do? I only know my identity as this athlete. So it was a really 
big growth year. It was the biggest growth year of my life that I checked back in and said, how can I be that mentor? How can I continue to inspire when I'm literally on the bench? And that was when I decided to write some kids' books, Girls Can Be Brave, Girls Can Be Different. My little niece, she's obviously an up-and-coming female in this industry, and I went to buy her a kids' book one day and I couldn't see anything that wasn't, you know, Barbie or girly or pink. And I was like, where are the real sports heroes? Where are the true life stories? So that inspired me to take my life stories, put them into some kids' books for girls and all this time of 2018 was taking a step back and going, really, you know, how can you be that leader, that mentor and gain that energy? So I really invested into that, invested into my scholarships for women as well, Buchanan Next Gen and really diving into that as well. So it was a year of growth. And so you look back at that now, obviously, and you've got a year of growth. In the moment, though, what were you feeling Well, I guess in the moment, yeah, it was obviously a lot of fear. You're questioning, you know, I was trying to think of every strategy to divert from the action sport I was into. Maybe if I have a broken sternum forever, I'll be a V8 supercar driver or like, you know, unrealistic. But um, it was really questioning, yeah, who you are, how you remain grateful, how you remain present and how you remain happy. So I went on a whole well-rounded journey of diving into a lot of self-help, um, took a step back. My entire life had been go, go, go. adrenaline, yep. go nonstop. You know, I lived on fear. I was constantly in this like heightened risk reward state. So to take a step back and to go, I want to go to a meditation retreat in Southern California for seven days of noble silence. You know, I want to go to sound baths. I want to really dive into the spiritual side of of me as well. And that was what I gained so much healing from. Um, it was really looking at the mind, the body, the spirit, um, spending more time in the sun. I was unfortunately like vitamin D deficient and I'm trying to heal a, a bones and all these things. So the biggest thing I learned through that time was to take a step back, be your own doctor. I had to go through multiple chest reconstructions. Um, I ended up having, yeah, basically an open heart surgery, as you could call it, when they're replating and bolting my chest and putting 28 screws and everything into it. So it was pretty intense. Those moments were signing a dotted line of like 50% mortality rate if something mm. went wrong. Like yeah. it was life changing for me. Um the power of staying in the moment and being present and really stripping it back to, as I said, my breath, what I can do for the community, how I can be that businesswoman, how can I continue to, you know, evolve. And that was when I dived into collabing with the brands that I was working with, creating signature products, signature kids' bikes, um, signature clothing lines, kids' books. It was, yeah, really that time of where I just grabbed – you know, grabbed control of my life and my business. Yeah. So do you think that shift, that accident then, and that whole reworking your mindset is now what the journey you are on now? Hugely. Yes. Sometimes life can just do that to you. And I truly think like I was at the time, I was trying to go for two Olympics. Um, I wanted to be a multi, I'd always been a multidiscipline athlete doing BMX and mountain biking. The ego, I think when it gets in the way, life can also remind you that, hey, what's your course? What are your true identity? What are your true goals? And to realign you. So yeah, I wanted to go to freestyle BMX for the Tokyo Olympics. I wanted to do race BMX. I wanted to win world titles. 
it was a little outrageous and I got stopped pretty quick in my tracks. So yeah, it was a really good moment to check back in and um, not make goals that were, you know, outside of, uh, I guess, yeah, really who you want to be. So good, good lesson. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And so who is Caroline Buchanan? Damn, we're getting deep straight, <laughs> in, straight into it. <laughs> yeah, I, women. Think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ride a kid's bike for a living, to be honest. So um, I've done a pretty good job. <laughs> One of my goals growing up was to be on a, on a cereal box. And I guess you could say that moment was I made it getting on a Nutrigrain box. Um, who I am, I would say, yeah, quite tough, quite resilient. I think you have to be in an, in an action sport. That was what drew me towards being an action sport athlete was successes on you and failures on you so I wasn't really a team sport player I loved that individual aspect yeah resilient kind I think nurturing that was the whole part of my scholarship program I was really inspired by Lane Beachley who was actually my mentor at 14 years old and the power of someone saying I believe in you is more than any financial aspect could give you and she called me up one day and as a seven-time world surf champion she gave me her Aim for the Stars scholarship and I don't remember anything from that phone call besides I believe in you, you're going to win multiple world titles, you're going to exceed my my growth and I was like there's no way and obviously years later we're at a women's health event and I'm like Lane I want A to be a record, this is insane and now I've you know doing scholarships inspired by her and doing exactly what she's done so yeah those simple words I believe in you can have an everlasting effect on someone and then ripple effect goes on to now what I'm doing for so many girls in BMX, mountain bike and motocross. And so do you think you are the person you are because of the importance of mentoring? Yeah, she was. And I mean, if we speak about Canberra, one of my greatest mentors here was actually Robert DeCostella, marathon runner. Uh, Luckily, my dad actually knew him. So when I was quite young, my very first international world championships that I went to was in Paris at 10 years old. And we went to a cafe in Western Creek and I vividly remember they got coffee. I wanted orange juice and we sat down and he was talking about, you know, really taking this sport seriously. And he evolved throughout my career to be a really great mentor. So he helped everything from my nutrition. He has his obviously bakeries here in in Australia and in Canberra. He helped me go gluten-free and understand like grains and how I could get the most out of my body. So I would say, yeah, mentors are key aspects in your life and having a mentor for me like Lane Beachley, which she's a true Aussie trooper. (laughs) She says it how it is. And she gave me those brutal reminders along the way to strip back some of my goals to be, you know, a lot more disciplined. And sometimes you need that person that really says, hey, you're taking on too much. Like, let's rein it in. Let's let's really work on this high performance level. So she's a great role model. And so later in the show, we will touch a little bit more on then how you are now mentoring. But first, you are a Canberra girl. Growing up in Canberra, what's it like coming back here? So my upbringing here in Canberra, um, we grew up in Duffy, opposite the Pine Forest. So my memory was just riding a bike in the Pine Forest. And it was actually the pine forest that burnt down and from the ashes then Stromlo Forest Park obviously a world-class mountain bike facility in in my hometown popped up and they hosted a world championship that was my very first world championship that I'd ever won as an elite global stage at 18 years old so really ironic like my my connection to this city 
um, from losing a home to the ashes to Stromlo, becoming a mountain bike facility to winning my first world title. It launched my career onto the world stage. From there, I started getting many sponsors, endorsements, traveling full time, living in America for 10 years. Uh, yeah, I'm now back in Canberra and, you know, this is what I love. This is home. I live on a property on the outskirts of uh, Canberra and Thawa with uh, cattle and sheep and my sister-in-law has a flower farm and, you know, it's, it's what I love. I love being here. So growing up in Canberra, does your family still live here? My mum and dad, yes, they do. They were the ones that got me into the sport. My dad's a cycling background. So that's where I get my genetics from. Uh, my brother's a real estate agent. He actually got me into the sport. We all drove by the Canberra BMX track at five years old and decided to sign up to the Tuggeranong BMX club and never looked back. And now my, my partner, John Pruddy, his family live on 600 acres at the back of Thawa. And we love it. We've made it home. So yeah, they have cattle and sheep and everyone chips in. I'm on the motorbike rounding up the cows, getting into the yards on weekends when I'm home. Um, and my sister-in-law, she has a flower farm. So everyone's busy and I love coming home to Canberra and Ultimately, like my life is so fast paced being an action sport athlete on the road eight to nine months a year now that we're back touring full time. So when I'm home, I love prioritizing that time, health, wellness. Uh, I recently bought an infrared sauna and I love that. That's one thing that as an athlete, you are taught so young to prioritize your health, your body, what you're putting in. Um, all of that mind, body, spirit, soul. And I love that now as an adult and obviously like running myself as a business and being on the older end spectrum of these 15-year-old crazy athletes coming through. They call me like the old goat at 31 <laughs> years old. But um, yeah, you know, you do have to prioritize your health. And I love that that athlete pathway reminds you that you can invest back into yourself. So those days that I have the opportunities to see the chiropractor, jump in a sauna, really have that self-reflection, dream, manifest, go to my whiteboard, which is my focus board. And I have my goals, I have my tasks, I have my, you know, my plans. Uh, that dreaming and just being a kid is so powerful. So ultimately I ride a kid's bike for a living and I'm not afraid to say that, but it is, it's so healthy to just strip, strip your life back every now and again and invest back in and have that playtime. And your brand, your name is, you know, some something that a lot of people know. Do you find that those are the things that you promote on your Instagram and I guess a part of your brand? Well, yeah, it's now become such a big part of all athletes' lives that you have to be just as successful off the field as you are on the field. And so many sponsorships now, so many ways that athletes are paid is really not even about your sport at the end of the day. It is about the social media, the tags, the brand campaigns, the TV commercials, the signature products. So you've got so many different revenue streams and angles that you're trying to manage as well as having the authenticity, consistency, like it is a lot to manage. And one of the greatest things and some of the advice that my mentors gave me young was just get a really solid team around you and make sure that you are basically not the most uneducated in the room, but really like you're letting them show their, you know, their specialties. So quite young, I had a media liaison, which would help with my PR. And we realized like, I'm a BMX bandit from mm. Canberra trying to make an Olympic games, 
trying to make a career out of it. And as an example, I went into my first Olympic Games in 2012. My biggest sponsor was $7,000. I was 20 years old. I'm a world, multiple world champion. I'm still living off mom and dad. You know, and it was like the reality hit. All right, I need to hustle harder. I need to be smarter. And I need to get an epic team around me. So that was when I started taking a few more risks. I started diving into the media side of it, going to the biggest production company in the world, IMG Media, and saying, let's do a TV show following I'm going to win the World Cup Series. So I put it all on the line at the same time. I didn't know I was going to win the World Series. But I said, you know, let's do nine stops all around the world. Let's document this and get it onto all the major airlines, KLM, United, Qantas. Um, what's it going to cost? $40,000. I don't have that. Let's make it happen. So it was really taking so many risks from the start. And IMG got it out there. It went onto every airline. It was a success. And it came back tenfold. So getting those people like IMG initially great management, an EA, a media liaison, a PR team. They were the ones that built this brand and this machine really for a sport of BMX racing that never had an identity in Australia, never had an identity on the Olympic stage. We were the outcast coming into the cycling world. Um, and safe to say now, you know, I can look back and pave that pathway and now it's a lot easier for the women and men coming through in BMX to, to make a career. And talking about BMX, for those listeners that have no idea what your sport entails, <laughs> tell us what it is. <laughs> well, I do BMX and mountain bike, mm -hmm. so that's been my career. Uh, BMX racing now in the Olympic category, you're basically dropping in off a three-storey building, you're hitting the first jump, which is roughly 13 metres long. It's head-to-head, -head, seven people, no white lines, and it's instant knockout. So it's fast, jumps, corners. Um, you hit about sort of 50 kilometres per hour, and, and that's the Olympic discipline. And then mountain biking I do – well, I'm about to go to New Zealand in a few weeks, and in seven days I'll do two different downhill competitions, dual slalom, which is like around flags and down a hill timed – then I'll do pump track, which is chainless. It's all about momentum. That's a different course. Then I have speed and style, which is a different discipline again. And that's your tricks. So the freestyle element, you're doing backflips and that scores deducted off your time. So anyway, it's basically this epic week called Crankworks. I'm up for the global title. I've done the Europe stop, the Whistler stop in Canada, the Cairns stop, which is the first stop to ever come to Australia. And we're wrapping it up in Rotorua in two weeks time, New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I've got seven different disciplines in six days of mountain biking. So that's what mountain biking is to me. <laughs> and Caroline can see me shaking my head because it is amazing what you do. What historically, what has it been like being a woman in the sport? It's been amazing, really. Like I'm so proud now and I say that to everyone. The journey to get here has been hard, but that's what makes me appreciate it. And now it's the healthiest time for women in sport and particularly women in action sport, the perceptions of brands. And I think I've had a really big impact in that working with brands like Harley Davidson and, and going to them and, you know, hustling for those, those opportunities and helping change their perspective of when they would initially target their branding to what they thought was their demographics. So they were 
partnering with the male football players and I had to take my stats to him and say like, hey guys, I'm a female in this male-dominated industry but like my following is 85% male in your 35 to 40 year age bracket. These are exactly the people buying your engines and they were like, yeah, no, you're right. So they decided to pick me up and launch the Street 500 which was that learn illegal, it was that entry level Harley Davidson and I mean all these things it's just it's changing perspectives it's understanding data it's understanding business um understanding how to sell a product which has ultimately been myself but I've had to do that for my career so it's been a crazy ride and it's been super humbling now with my scholarships and just seeing all the girls coming through to see their pathway hasn't been as hard there's Olympians now that are making a career out of it at their first games, not their second games. So there's not that much of a lag um, as what I went through. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think the future of the sport and females in the sport looks like to you? I mean, it looks super healthy. Um, the scholarship girls that I look after now, they're aligning with epic brands like Puma. They're really diversifying and it's exciting to see them understanding it but also knowing that you know they can be themselves and they can take on greater goals and do multi-disciplined sports like me uh that was really a challenge for myself was to everyone was telling me just be just you're doing too much like you need to just be a bmx athlete like stop taking all this on and i just found over time like when i've launched my first website and Cycling Australia were like, you don't need a website. We've got your bio on our website. It was just constant hurdles. Um, but all these barriers are now broken down. Tell me about Ignite and your scholarships. What ignited them? <laughs> and uh, how do they, I guess, ignite BMX and mountain biking girls? Yeah, so it started from crowdfunding. I crowdfunded off my Olympic bikes and jerseys, um, a coaching opportunity. We raised $10,000 and I started this girls team. So that was really the start of it. Uh, Jump forward eight years later, $105,000 straight back into 16 girls that I've helped directly go to world championships that they've competed in Colombia and I've won a world title, but I've turned around and another girl at 15 years old that I've helped get there with her family, flights, accommodation, mentoring, uh, you know, she's just made up her first final and started her career. So the energy that I've gained from that's been unreal. But what uh, basically what Ignite is, is it's open to any 13 to 19 year old girl in Australia in BMX, mountain bike or motocross. So two wheeled action sport to keep it simple. And I knew that from the power of what Lane did for me was giving the girls an opportunity to really check in with themselves and say, where are you at in your career now? Where do you need to be? And how can $5,000 specifically ignite that dream? So an example of uh, one of the, actually another Canberra girl, Sarah Nikki, she applied last year and was a successful scholarship holder. Uh, she's in freestyle BMX. She's about to go to the world championships and she's a contender for the next Olympics and she's from Canberra. So hers was, she needed to expand her tricks. So she needed coaching from Backbone BMX. She did an airbag to learn these crazy tricks <laughs> safely Um, the mentoring from myself to get there and as part of the scholarship we have a content budget so we align that I help them guide them through the steps of working with a videographer 
and everything from getting their story online to the radio interviews to the TV uh, and mentoring that side so they understand, hey, I need to be accountable, Um, we need to get the story out and ultimately my goal of where I need to be, you're helping ignite this but let's, let's deliver and these girls are just shining so Ignite is... Really, yeah, it's, I'm really proud to, to continue that momentum. And your explanation of how you got here and how you got to where you are today is the exact thing that you're now doing for Ignite and for the girls. So I think it's an awesome little project that, well, it's not little actually, let's just call it a big, massive project <laughs> I did, that I, you do. I wrote some goals actually today that it was like my agency were like, where do you want to be in three years? And I was like, well, I want those scholarships to be, you know, I want to scale them. I'd love it to be 200, 300,000. Like um, the opportunity is endless because I can work with any brand. It's not limited to who I work with. So I've had companies like Rubik 3 here in Canberra. I've had Jayco Caravans. Uh, I've had Cycling Australia. So it, it just, it's really broad who wants to be involved with it, um, who wants their name on those novelty checks, the social media broadcast. Um, yeah, being mentioned at Women's Health Awards <laughs> like we were on the weekend. Yeah, so any brand that's out there that is interested in giving back, uh, the platform is open. No wonder you need a team behind you because you are doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I try to. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any advice you would have to continue to educate and inspire these younger girls? Yeah, well, I think when we look at the future, um, especially as women, to straighten another woman's crown, I mean, that's just one of the most empowerful things that you can do to believe in them, to nurture them, um, to give them that education. For me, I've always wanted to leave that ladder down. So as I've climbed, I'm not afraid to go, hey, girls, this is how I've done it. Here's, you know, my mentoring list. Here's how I've created obviously the network, the brand. Um, so yeah, leave that education and that pl- that pathway open. Um, and then I think just for women in general or business people in general, anyone, the power of just saying yes and taking on an opportunity, you might not feel ready, you're never going to feel ready, but someone else is going to take it if you don't. So I've always been that strong believer of just saying, say yes, adapt on the fly um, and throw yourself in that deep end because we're so capable and so able to take on so much more than we realize so yes take on everything and so what is next for caroline buchanan (laughs) take on next so i recently last year landed a world's first front flip i've been taking on this whole evolution of women's free ride and kind of pioneering that space so continuing with that i've got a world championship in chile in three weeks time as well as wrapping up this crankworks mountain bike world tour so yeah more world titles um more competitions expanding and scaling my scholarship program as well as just keeping all the brands and endorsements and everyone happy that i currently work with and yeah the amazing team behind the dream Caroline, it has been a pleasure having you. I am so excited that we've finally been able to sit down. Where can people come and support you? (laughs) So Caroline Buchanan, I mean, there's every channel now with Be Real, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, On Instagram, I'm cbuchanan68. Uh, For anyone interested in my scholarship program, it's through my website, carolinebuchanan.com, and there's an Ignite submission section through there. And for our listeners, thanks for joining me on The Canberra Women. Want to hear more or get involved? Make sure you check us out at The CPR Woman. That's all from me, Maddie Green.